All right, this is VTF Podcast, episode six, with your host, JT, behind the camera, and myself, Vince Strand. We have Vince Devaney. Did I pronounce that right? Devaney. Vince Devaney. Devaney. Vince Devaney, producer, director of photography, and marketing specialist. Ninth person we asked to be on here. Everybody flaked or couldn't make it, man. So I appreciate your time and getting out here. And uh, dude, thank you. All right, glad I could be here to help you out. Um, man, t- 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 tell tell us a little bit about yourself. Those that don't know you, um, how would you how would you introduce yourself, or how, what would you talk, or how, what would you say about yourself? Oh man, it's a hard question. Um, well, my name is Vince. I am a producer, currently sitting producer for the show Cheaters. Uh, I'm sure you've heard of the show before. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, I've been on the show for a little bit over a year now. Uh, I also own a company that I specialize in marketing called DevBerry Productions, or DevBerry LLC. Um, I manage the production side of it, so I create content. I go through uh, social media side and, you know, all in all, just create opportunity for people. Um, Aside from that, I'm... Yeah, just a normal 32-year-old guy. You do, you're like, not 32, <laughs> dude. Shut the hell up. You are not 32. You look yeah, good, man. 32, thank you. 32. I would have guessed like fucking 28, 29. Damn, you make me feel fucking old. No. Fuck. Okay, 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 cool. Um, how how did you get your stint with Cheaters, man? How did you feel about when you first got on? Like, you said a year? A so little bit over a year. What was your new... Did you apply for the job, or what, what happened? Um... So my best friend's dad is actually the creator of the show. Uh, wow. I've, you know, my f- best friend for a little bit under 10 years, and his dad actually asked me to be part of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, kind of in a sad notion, I uh, actually lost my best friend to suicide. Oh. And that was uh, him? That was him? Yeah. And, oh, um, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. And, you know, my, his, his dad and I got closer yeah. through the whole thing, and uh, he asked me to be his new producer and that's how I got into it wow was your best friend the producer of the show no he um he was a nurse uh you know moved around the country Mm -hmm. was doing you know great things taking care of and helping people but it was more just uh getting me closer to the family yeah Yeah. oh wow so wow dude um, how, how is dealing with that? Do, do, are you still dealing with the loss of your best friend? It's an everyday thing. I mean, he was... Is that your first person that you lost with fa- when it comes no. to family or a best friend or, or, or just a friend in general? I, say, I mean, I, I'd say that it's the biggest loss that I've ever gone through. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I lost my dad when I was young. I've lost plenty of friends over the past couple of years, but this one hit the hardest. Um, yeah. You know, because he was part of my everyday life in a sense that, like... I guess my dad would have been as well, but I lost my dad at such a young age that it didn't affect me the same way. Yeah. So there's still times where I wish I could call him, talk to him, and it's it, it's it's rough. How um how long did how long ago did he pass? If you don't it was me uh, October of uh, 2019. So wow. still pretty fresh. So the first person that ever passed in my life that really affected me, the level that you you know your best friend affected you was my grandmother. And that's still, like you said, an everyday thing too. Yeah. Because like it's you start playing that what ifs. You know what I mean? The, exactly. The what if you know what if she was here? Would she be proud of me? You know what I mean? Or yeah. what if she was here right now? Would she be bitching me out? Like you know what I mean? Or it what if like she bro like she missed so much man and and I you know I always ask I'm not a I'm not a religious guy dude but like I do. 
consider myself a, a man of faith. Like I believe in something. I don't know what, exactly what it is, but I do believe in something. I was raised Buddhist, so I practice Buddhist beliefs, but um, I do believe that there's some, my grandmother somewhere and I need to live a happy and healthy life in order to see her again, right? right. I'm a firm believer in that, a firm believer in that, in that. And so everything that I do is, is, is all for her, man. Is, uh, I'm, I'm a people pleaser. So I've always been like, let me do this for you. Let me do this for you. Some, and sometimes I've, that's why I always took people's opinions very um, close to mind, even though if they didn't mean it. Like, for example, like that's why I love to spend my time with JT. We're really close. And I've only known this man for a year. But like we vibe on a le- such a level to it's like, dude, like I need to talk to you for at least at least once a week. If it's not, it's fucking weird. You know what I mean? No, I totally feel that. Yeah. So with that being said, dude, like it's just it's it's an everyday thing for me too, man. Like it's a touchy subject. I'm an emotional person too. I don't fucking know about like horoscopes and shit, but I'm a Pisces and I'm like fucking emotional. So when I talk about certain <laughs> touchy subjects like that, dude, like I start fucking crying like a little bitch. But uh, especially with my grandmother, because like, I don't feel like I don't I haven't I haven't I haven't uh, I feel like I haven't completely healed from it yet and she passed away september 29th of 2013 oh man yeah you never completely healed from something like that i think what what do you think about when you think about your best friend what what is the first initial what's the first initial thought that comes to your mind when you when you say his name i mean my drinking buddy my brother yeah you know the person that i would say random movie references or show references to and he would get it off the bat without yeah. you know it's it's our way of communicating yeah. you know it's 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 weird that i can't communicate to people on the same level that i talk to him and i think that's one of the things that i miss most about him yeah. is our stupid conversations mm-hmm. you know and so it's it's been you know just trying to adjust everyday life still um not being able to call him not being able to talk to him and have him around you know, tell him about my new opportunities, tell him about how much of an asshole his dad is that day because I'm working for him now. <laughs> you know, it's 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 a void that I can't fill no I don't matter think, what. I don't think you'll ever feel Yeah. It, I but, think you just learn to cope with it each and every day, but I feel like it'll, it'll, it's a void. Oh, man. Oh, my bad, dude. Sorry, guys. So one of my uh, friends sent me this. Uh, it's a little piece of imagery. and. Yeah. Um, it's a box. The box has a button in it, and in that box is a giant ball. And the ball on your first day of grief is the biggest it'll be, and it's pushing against that button, which is your grief button. Yeah. And you know, as the days pass by, it gets smaller and smaller, bounces around the box. Occasionally, it'll hit the uh, the button and it'll trigger your grief the same way that it did that first day. But yeah. you know, it just it spaces a little bit, and it gets. I I can't say it gets easier, but. It's, you know, because I'll never understand why he's gone. I'll never stop questioning it, but... That's, and that's what I deal with, dude. And I think that's... that's uh, is that grief? I mean, who's, who is to say, like, that's grief? Exactly. But that's what we deal with on a daily basis. And I think about... There's not a one day or one hour or one week or... There's never a time where I'm not thinking about her. Because, you know, you don't truly appreciate somebody until they're gone. You know yep. what I mean? And so, like, now it's like, man, I miss her perfume. I miss her cooking. I miss her, her just being there. Yeah, just little things. And she's, what, and she's what kept my family together. So your ass better be there for Christmas. Your ass better be there for Thanksgiving. Your, be- your ass better be there for every family member birthday or she's going to be upset. And now my family isn't like that. My family, you know, it's very, it's, uh, I don't like to talk. You know, one thing that I learned about, about, a quote from my cousin Tony, shout out to my, my cousin Tony, is he he got a he got some advice from uh, 
a guest. He works at a at Papado's. So he got advice advice from a guest, and the guest said, "You know, you know, I think there's one piece of advice I would I would tell you is never talk negative about your spouse, no matter how bad it is, no matter like what drama, what kind of fight you're talking to, because when you tell someone the negative things about your wife or your spouse or your girlfriend or whoever your significant other is, they are start to ju judge that person by the qualities that you told." I couldn't agree more. So I tried to practice that with everything, with everybody that I'm talking about. So for example, if it's my family, I don't want to, I don't want to fucking tell you about the negative things, man. I want to tell you how fucking like smart my dad is. I want to tell you how great of a mother my mom is. She taught, she like all the trips that we, we went on, fucking Hawaii, Vietnam, exactly. like those, Japan, those are the good things that I want to tell you about, dude. You don't want to know about the negative shit. You know what I'm saying? Cause like at the end of the day, like I want you to be pumped to meet my mom. I want you to be pumped to meet my dad. I want you to be pumped to meet my brother. You know what I'm saying? But um, so that's something I'm trying to practice too. And uh, I've, I, you know, without without saying too much negative stuff, I feel like my, after my grandmother passed away in 2013, I feel like my family has their different indifferences. Every, I, and you know that everyone's different in, in a certain way, and that's okay. You don't have to be best friends with your cousin or your 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 aunt or your mother or your father or you know just because your blood does not make you have to be in a certain relationship. Just know that you can't pick your brother, you can't pick your sister, you can't pick your father, you can't pick your mother. You know what I mean? So you're stuck with them. But at the end of the day, they fucking know that I'll, I'll, I'll take a bullet for them. At the end of the day, you know, you know, gun to the head, if, if take him or take me, you take me. You know what I mean? Like, they know I, I got them when it comes to that. At the end of the day, it's family over everything, you know? But one quote that Master P said was, blood don't make you family, loyalty make you family. And that's one thing I'm like, holy shit. Like, you know what I mean? That's something that's, that I definitely was like, oh shit, that makes sense. That's one of those things that, I mean, again, the reason why I was so close to my best friend and, you know, the same reason why, you know, you got to talk to Johnny at least once a week. You know, yeah. you create those bonds with people and mm -hmm. it creates an element that you're used to dealing with on a daily basis that... Um, it creates and structures your persona mm -hmm. to carry yourself through your everyday life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, your grandmother was, you know, a pivot for you. She yeah. was, she was that, that person that you could lean on yeah. so that you could, you know, make it through that, like, you know, the family events, even if you and your you don't want cousins, to go. You, yeah, exactly. No, we're not least seeing that eye. Exactly. Exactly. So I totally get that. And man, so when I was asking you about the question about you know, what do you do when you hear his name? What do you do when you think about him, right? So for me, I can relate into such, the first thing I think about is, is, is the last conversation I had with her, you know? And uh, I, man, I hate, I hate tearing up about it because I know she wouldn't want me to tear up. So I'm gonna try my best not to tear up. Um, we're lying, we're lying, you know, this is trying to give you a setting of how it was. It was at my, my aunt's house and we're laying in bed before my, my grandma, my, it's weird, my grandma and grandpa don't like to sleep together, but together, but not, not physically together. So they had two separate beds, but they like to be together, you know what I mean? So my grandpa had his own bed and my grandma had her own bed. And I remember one night, um, we we're just kicking and chilling. You know, she was, she was laying in, in her bed and I was laying in mine. And uh, the conversation came up like, how come you're not a doctor? How come, how come you're not a, a lawyer or engineer? And I, man, I got so upset. I got so upset at her. I yelled at her and I felt bad. But I was like, hey, uh, grandma, you know, um, my grades don't get me there. Like I'm making like A, Bs and Cs and classes that you should be making A's if you wanna go to medical school. Like you should be making A's if you're gonna go to like, you know, all these, all these like um, 
top tier like prestigious schools and you know you want to go to a good school get a good job get a like a six-figure job like that's what we're taught in this society you know what i mean and i told her i was like it's not about that grandma I was like I, I'm, I'm not i'm not the smartest tool in the shed but i promise you i'm the i'm the hardest worker like i'll do anything like you know to make sure there's food on the table that there's a roof over my head and once i learn like for my girlfriend like right now i, I look at her like my wife you know, we're not married, but we've been together for 10 years. And at the end of the day, like, she's she's my priority right now. You know, my family and her is my priority. I don't have any kids, so I, I know that's going to be a life changer. But oh, yeah. right now, it's this is what I'm focused on. Like, we're moving out, like, next month, and the first thing I'm thinking about is, like, protection. Like, all right, home protection. Do I need a, do I need a gun? Like, <laughs> you know, you never know. Like, people's perspectives are different. But at the end of the day, it's like, not for me. I, I feel like I can hold my own. But God forbid anything happen to her when she's alone. Like, there's a crazy motherfucker out there that's ready at all times. And you got to think like that. You know what I mean? It's just creating that that security, you know. For and sure. that's that's for what sure. it, I mean, that, you know, I, I get it. Because my mom was the same way, asking me why I'm not in college, why I didn't follow IT or, you know, whatever I, because I, I went to college. I dropped out. Yeah. I dropped out of high school too, but, mm-hmm. you know, I'm still here. I'm still yeah. successful. And mm-hmm. it's because I keep pushing for, you know, different grinds until I finally find my way. And so, you know, I created a security blanket there and I think go. you See, can too. That, that means a lot to me. And thanks dude. Cause like, that's what I'm trying to figure out, dude. At the end of the day, we're always, we're always wanting to please others. Right. Yeah. So what do I mean by that? Like, I don't want to work at the airport, man. I don't want to work for <laughs> airlines. I just got done, you know, telling, telling, telling him that, and it's like, dude, I, I do it for the flight benefits, but is my, you know, my ROI, my return on investment, worth it? Is me working sixteen hour like shifts? Like he knows, dude. Like JT has so much time off, and I'm always like, dude, I gotta work though. I gotta work. Now, like JT knows, Friday, Saturday, Sundays are mine. It's good. You hear that, motherfucker? Friday, Saturday, Sunday is mine that means you're locked down <laughs> <laughs> so and i want to help i don't i want to help jt grow his his stuff too so shout out to you know where uh where, where to find wtf where where find food right and jt's in charge of that and that's something that i want to help him grow too because i can only appreciate for me there's a quote that my girlfriend said and, and i retweeted it and that's how i live my life now and she didn't say it for t- too long ago and she was like you know the thing about vince is if he likes you he adores you he adores you and he calls you he calls you family that means he'll move mountains for you but the moment that he doesn't like you or or you know he'll cut you off he'll, he'll cut you off or cut you out of his life or he'll just tolerate you so the people that i i really care about and mean something to me we don't need to be best friends but if something that I, if i like you I'll, I'll make sure to hook you up like i'll make sure to hook you up at all, all times and i don't expect anything in return i just feel like i was putting on this earth to help others and i feel like that that works so for me is i only appreciate how jt can help me with the videography and the audio and the audio with this and make this something bigger than it, than i want it to be you know what i mean and at the same time like he's doing this for me i want to i want to help him build his brand as well yeah you know so at the, at the end of the day like this is why I I wanted you on this podcast too because I feel like it's a great platform for you to tell people who you are and however you want to maneuver that. There's that. there's plenty of people now that know that you're a producer, director of photography, and marketing specialist now. So who's to know that, oh, I saw you on that podcast and reaching out to you for services. And I'm always been about like small business. So that when you said you're marketing specialist, I was like, I need you for this, bro. <laughs> I got I, you. I can only do my own research for so long. You know what I mean? And so that's 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 it, man. That's I live my life like that. You know, you scratch you you scratch. I'm gonna scratch your back, but if you scratch mine, we're family. That, that's all. I, I I I trust easy. And my girlfriend said that's my downfall. My, that's my weakness. I let people <laughs> take advantage of me. You know. But at the end of the day, it's like prove me wrong. Then prove me wrong. You know. 
I've got a similar uh, downfall, which is uh, I help everyone to a fault. Mm. Not so much the trusting. I guess that would be one of my faults like earlier on in life, but as I pushed forward and got screwed over enough, I you know, realized the people that are worth helping. For example, Johnny. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Johnny. And yeah. talking about where to find, you know. I fucking love that. I love his show. He makes me fucking hungry. I'm hungry and, you know, thinking about it. That's the thing. Because, uh, you know, he bases it around food, but shout out to Johnny. He actually knows where to find anything. What is that why? That's why he <laughs> named that the fucking show, Where to Find. He always knows where to He's find. He's got the all the food. recommendations for everything. That's how we met. That's good. I, we, we were supposed to go on a trip, and he knows. We're that means it's go, working. We were supposed to go to Hawaii, and I went to California, and I was like, dude, do you know these places in California? Because I'm hungry, and I'm a foodie, sure too. Sure fucking does. And, he did, and you know, he didn't, he, I bet you he didn't believe that I was a foodie. I started taking little pictures and making them look professional off of my fucking iPhone. I took pictures of him last week with my iPhone. He goes, damn, that's really good. I was like, iPhone. We were working with 12? Fucking 12, dude. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, yes, sir. <laughs> so I took pictures of him, and I posted it. You know, I have, like, all these Instagrams, and... Um, uh, JT will, will put it down, but like I have one specifically for like my my fitness journey, one like my personal one, and one that like I kind of combine my photography and my foodie like interests. I'm kind of like OCD or whatever it is when it comes to that because like if that, if this is the page for that, that's all I want to feed. And that's a good is that a good marketing strategy? I don't know if that is. I mean, I like to have multiple points of marketing myself, so I've got pages for everything that I do. So yeah, I mean, I, I like to divide it up just because if. You know, one of my categories doesn't appeal to a person. I mean, I, I don't think that a person wouldn't wouldn't know that I'm the producer of Cheaters at this yeah. point. But in case I'm working with, you know, for example, someone that's super religious and isn't into that aspect of me being the producer of Cheaters but wants to hire me for something else, you know, I can keep things separate easier that way. And I think it's a healthy thing to do is to, you know, like if you have a page for your fitness journey and your your lifestyle mm. keep it separate from your food you don't want yeah, people exactly. thinking uh you know um stuff in my face but you know like it's, you're not taking care of your health because you're eating poorly but yeah, exactly. you're working keep it you separate know. right keep it separate yep. and are you a firm believer in like in like let me ask you this because this is a social media question too this is a social media question too it's like um do you think that people how do you how do you feel social media and 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 not in a marketing <clears throat> background but just you as as an individual what is your opinion on social media ooh there's a lot of ups and downs for it i can tell you that i use social media in my everyday life but i also think that it's incredibly toxic yeah i think that we gave too much power to too many individuals yeah and so now everyone's a public figure. Everyone is um, able to speak their mind, talk about the positives and negatives, you know. And I think that there's a lot of unhealthy people voicing themselves out there that, you know, shouldn't be able to say the things that they do. But at the same uh, time, away with it. Exactly. that's also trying to control the First Amendment, which is our free speech, you know. Yeah. So I respect people's opinions. I respect the fact that people can say whatever they want. But, you know... I also think that there needs to be a limit to certain things that are said. I think that people need to, you know, have a, I guess, an ability to, like, not necessarily control the things that they output. For example, I'm never going to air my dirty laundry, you know? I'm not, yeah. Like, the same way that you, you talk about not, um, not talking bad about your significant other. Yeah. I never would. And, you know, while we have our problems behind closed doors, they're always going to be behind closed doors. I'm never going to hop on social media and be like, man, my girlfriend's a bitch or exactly, whatever. It's like, yeah. and it's and, crazy. And it's crazy because people do that. I know. It's I see normal. it all the time. It's no- normal. I see it all the time. You know, 
with like friends that I see like on a daily basis, you know, they, they post online and they're like, everything's great and I love this person, yada, yada. And then they're like, you know, next day, like, I hate this person, you know, and it's like, dude, you're so hot and cold. Why are you posting this stuff? Like, it makes, just, you know, and people don't think about the perspective that people are reading your tweets or your Facebook posts or Instagram posts or stories. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? So we have, a, I have a friend, you know, I don't want to, I'm not going to say his name, but um, he's been, I think he's on, on something like he's on some type of drug and he's, is all over the place and he's reached out to me and a few of my friends too and we're kind of like seeing signs like i think he's a, addicted to something because he, his mind's all over the place is it political or what is no, he it's talking just about like, it's just like hey um same we're me and him me and that guy are as close as me and you right now nah. but but listen to the things i'm saying and this is why i'm kind of like oh these are these are kind of like indicators right because like what if i was talking to you like this mind you mine and relationship with me and you is like me and him so imagine if I said, hey, Vince, dude, like, I got you, bro. Like, if, whenever you need me, I got you, bro. Like, you know, we're going to fucking make it, dude. Um, dude, like, you know, if you ever need anything, I got you. Hey, come through, come through, bro. Like, you know, I smoke fucking weed. Like, let's, let's hit a session. If you don't do it, just try it, bro. I got you. Like, you don't even have to fucking spend it. Like, man, we're going to make it, bro. One day, like, I'm going to. These are the messages he's sending me, bro. And the relationship with me and him is, is like me and you. I'm not close to him at all. That's extreme. So it's like. From you just hearing that, me telling you that, what are what's going through your mind? I think that um, it might be a cry for help, honestly. He needs people closer to him, and he's striving to try and get people closer to him. And in doing so, you know, evidently, it's pushing people away. Yeah. And it's unfortunate because a lot of people don't know how to reach out for help. Yeah. And so with that said, you know, I, I would still keep... You know, keep him at arm's length. Yeah. Don't get too close, but, you know, talk I, to him. It's hard because, man, I've, I've always been a person that believed that help as many people as you can. Like, I, I honestly feel like I was put on this earth to help others, but I feel like I can't help them all, man. When it starts, I, there's only one of me. When it starts you know? pulling from you. That's how I feel right now. Yeah. If, when it starts pulling from you and it doesn't give you the ability to be yourself, yeah. that's when you have to draw the line. Okay. Because I'm like, you can only help so many people, you know? And this is kind of like, you know, we're, we're both fins. Like, Vince, put, put yourself in Vince's situation. Like, you, you know, you have so much going on in life. You have three jobs. You have three jobs. I have three jobs. I consider it three jobs. You know what I mean? So it's like, I know. We only have 24 hours in a day, and it's, it's how are you going to, like, you know, take advantage of that? Are you going to wake up at 4.30 in the morning and have, like, a 27-year-old or 27-hour or 24 or 23 hours of opportunity to do everything that you need to do? Or you're gonna wake up at eight, nine a.m. when you feel, you know, when you feel like, oh, that's enough rest. But shit, you're you're you're, you're back home. You're gonna be back home in the next eight hours. So you just wasted. Like, you know what I mean? Yep. So one of the, you know, I have his book on here too. His name is Jocko Willink. He's always he's been known. Um, definitely link his stuff to the ground too, because I, I really wanna. He's one of the guys I really admire and look up to. He's a Navy commander that now does a own a business consulting company, and what he does is basically, you know, go around companies, uh, helping them to see what, why aren't they successful. And like he basically um, utilized military tactics to be able to teach companies um, basically how to be successful with from his experience in the military. Ah, yeah. So I love him, man. Like he's he. I'm the way I'm talking on this podcast is because of him. Very clean, very precise, very straight to the point, very clear pronunciation and things. And 
dude, like, if he, if he, if he, if he ever watches this, this is a shout out to him. Because, like, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have done any of this shit. You know what I mean? And that, that's what sparked my interest. Is like, dude, I see him. He's a leader. He's successful. I can do it too. You know what I mean? And I feel like that this is why podcast and TikTok and so this is how I view social media. If you're utilizing it in a way to learn things, then you use it. That's but good. If you're just if you're just using it to like, I give a fuck what's going on in your in your life right now, then get off that shit. That's not that's not pressing you for the future. That's not pressing you to be the better version of you. Like you know what I mean? Whatever your goals may, may be, if your goals is to be rich as fuck, then like do whatever do whatever yeah. the fuck you need to do. You know what I mean? But my thing is like, as long as my girlfriend is happy, my family is safe, I can sleep good at night. You know what I mean? Like that's all I care about right now. The, my family, my family, my girlfriend, my friends, and in, in that particular order. You know what I mean? And people might get butthurt to that, but that's the truth. Like this podcast, I want it to be like. Hey, whatever comes from here is here. There's no filter. Like this is genuine. This is truth. This is what it is. You know what I mean? It's interesting that you view it that way. I mean, my standpoint has shifted so much from what it was maybe like five or six years ago. You'll never see me post anymore. I mean, I I'm pretty silent as far as social media. I I sit back and observe. And I started doing that. That's crazy. That how long ago did you start doing that? About a year ago, maybe a little bit over, um, I just noticed that I started posting less and less as I started seeing the negative comments start you to You said increase. about a year ago. You're, you're 32 right now. Mm-hmm. So you, you hit that at 31. So I, I think I, I got Around it a little, bit, a little bit earlier than you because I am twenty. I just turned 28, and I just had that epiphany like three weeks ago. That's good. So if you go on my personal page, I only have one picture, and it's me and my girlfriend. And it's because <laughs> it, was, it was on her birthday. But if you look at my followers, you're like, why does he have like 2,000 or 1,000 and four, like 1,400 followers? I'm like, I built that shit. You know what I mean? I would like make sure, and, and you know, with you in the back, uh, marketing background, I like utilize the hashtags. You know? Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? Utilize the hashtags and then like tag people in it. You know what I mean? So it's like, oh, you're wearing a Gucci bag? Tag Gucci. You know, you're wearing a, a, a L.A. Dodgers hat? Tag the L.A. Dodgers. Like, who, who's to know? Like, oh, shit, that's not the content I got. Hey, clickbait. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, exactly. You know, so I utilize that at first to gain the followers that I have now. But mark my words, dude, it's going to be a million one day. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. You'll get there. <laughs> it's interesting, though. I mean, just seeing the aspect of how social media has, like, positive and negative influences. Because, I mean, yeah, we use it every day. We will, you know, I scroll through. I'm guilty of doing it every morning when I wake up, you know. I, th- I believe we all do. Yeah, I believe it's, we all do. It's just part of our lifestyle now. It's, you know, but at the same time, I don't want my daughter, you know, she's seven years old now. I don't oh, want I her to. I you're a father, man. Yeah, I'm a father too. <laughs> Shoot. So I, don't, I just, I fear for my daughter's mental health because she'll scroll through and see something and think, oh, hey, I want that, you know? Yeah. And that's that's her biggest place of influence now is like, you know, what YouTube and phone, like- What she saw on YouTube. Exactly, and yeah. you start seeing the patterns of what she's looking at because of what she does. You know, she plays Roblox all the time. Yeah. She's she's on TikTok occasionally under supervision. And mm-hmm. she like, she starts to see, like you see these trends of like what she looks at and it's always like girls dancing, looking pretty, stuff like that. And that's what it is right now. I don't, I do want that. It, do you think it influences her? I do. Absolutely. Like I mean, I'm glad that she hasn't asked me about makeup and shit like that yet. Cause God, I can't fucking stand it. <laughs> but you know, like no makeup tutorials or anything like that popping up yet. But you know, it's how, is it, how is it to have a daughter though, dude? You look back at everything you've ever done in your life. And you said, and you're like, fuck. Yep, and you, <laughs> and you just think to yourself, man, someone's going to do that to me one oh, day. Man. Did, did it just get deep right here, brother? It did. It sucks. <laughs> because but if you turn, you know, you know, and if you feel comfortable talking, he, he can cut this if he, if, he, if he wants to, but this is just a curious question, right? So when you, when you, before you had your daughter, right, what, what was your thoughts on, like, 
hey man, I really want a son. Like, I think that's everybody's like, you know, I want a son. I want it. I want to live through him. You, I didn't get to do it. He's gonna do it. Like, exactly. You know what I mean? So how was your what was your thoughts when you when you wanted about kids before you had a kid? So it's funny. I actually feel like I'm more of a wanting a son now than before. Yeah. In fact, before I was such a fucking douchebag. Like, yeah. you know, I was. Johnny, you can't see him, but Johnny's behind the camera nodding. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I just, like, you know, I, I didn't give a shit about anyone's feelings. I was, you know, a player. I did whatever the fuck I wanted. We all, and it was, we all, we all, we all there, man. And then, it, it, it just depends when you're going to retire from yeah, the game. Yeah, exactly. My, do- my daughter came into my life, and, you know, bless her soul, she saved my life. Oh, man. She's, she leveled me in a way that no one ever could. Respect, and, respect. So for that, I'm so thankful for her. Mm-hmm. Um, I never wanted kids before. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So to be this attached to another human being, you know, mm-hmm. not saying that I'm not, you know, I don't love my, my baby mama, yeah. my fiance, you know, yeah. she's, she's my everything, but yeah. nothing is like the bond that I have with my daughter. Yeah. I and, feel, and, I, and you know, exactly what you're saying now is why I want a daughter and not a, not a son. Because you know the you know the typical like oh you're you're a mama's boy or you're a daddy <laughs> you're daddy's girl whatever okay and exactly you know what I mean exactly. okay she is so what the fuck are you gonna do about it same you know thing with I mean? me and my yeah. mom you know yeah. I love my mom yeah me I've I've always loved my mom you know what I mean I'm mama's boy recently I got more closer to my dad hmm. so it's like you know and it was things that I was always intimidated to ask him. You know, because things that my mom would say, you know, and I'd be like, hey, hey, dad, like, you know, I've always wanted to ask you, oh, tears start coming. Uh-oh, breaking down that barrier. You know what I'm saying? Tears, tears start coming. And not, not in my, not in my shooting eye, not in my non-shooting eye, because, you know, my shooting eye, got, got, we, have, we have other things to do, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, my non-shooting eye, a little tear, but, tear. oh, yeah, so my dad, all the questions <laughs> I was, like, really intimidated to ask, you know, and I was telling, and you know, that's a play on people that follow Jocko. That's where I got that from. So it's funny <laughs> as fuck. That's why I like to use it. I can't take all credit for it. It's Jocko. But uh, uh, yeah, man, I, I was a... So I'm... People, people that don't know, I'm a professional stretch person for a company. I also do personal training. Um, that's what I do right now. That's that's that, that's what I put my soul into right now. Until I'm able to make it myself. You know what I mean? Until I can... And, and hey, I got my own company now. Like, I'm rolling on my own schedule. Like that's what I, you know. I envy I envy JT with that because it's like, hey, dude, you want, you want, let's go to Hawaii two weeks from now. I want to be able to. Yeah, exactly. Fuck, I gotta ask ask off. That shit better be on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday because I work Monday to Thursday for another company. It ain't mine. You know what I'm saying? I was I, I work for myself and I still don't know how people do it. Like Johnny, yeah. it's crazy. You know, I, I I'm disappearing for a weekend this weekend. I'm going to Austin, which is like the first vacation I'm taking in like. You deserve it, man. Forever. Take more of them. It's Take just more a, of them. I mean, it's a mountain biking trip, you know. Take more of them, man. Trying to hurt myself again. That's the thing that I, I say. <laughs> hey, if you need, I'm a stretch person. And oh, I, yeah. Rehab, recovery, anything that has to do with fitness or yeah, the body. Yeah, I could totally you got, use, I got you, uh, man. you know, some uh, good, you know. Oh, shit. You got this nice little fresh scar from a Ooh. clavicle injury. Dang. I got a metal plate in there now. Uh-huh. Do you, yeah. do you, but does it go off when you are on, like, TSA or metal detector? Or is it, what, what is it made of? I don't know yet. It's titanium. Hey, fuck that. Say, say fucking vibranium or something else. <laughs> it's vibranium. Exactly. See, it's more badass. More badass. And I bet Wait. you there's a motherfucker that's like, what's that? Oh, <laughs> God. Then you got to be like, okay, explain it to them, you know? Or what's the, what's the one that um, X, uh, Wolverine has? Um, oh, adamantium? Say, say adamantium yeah, or say that's vibranium? Yeah, that's crazy. Vibranium is cool. Because there's going to be a motherfucker that asks you like, bro, what's that? And then fucking, like, it keep, keep chasing it. Keep telling them, you know what I mean? Marvel just keeps inventing metals. It's cool. <laughs> what, what do you think? Is it a marketing guy? Or is it? do you think it's, like, who, who, who rest his soul, who's the creator of Marvel? 
Oh, Stanley. Do you think it's all Stanley's mind, or do you think it's someone else like behind the scenes that's like, hey, like this should it, this medal should be called this? I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, I think they just come up with these names like based on you know, like there's titanium, mm -hmm. animantium. Like you know, it sounds similar. Okay. It's a hard metal. You know, yeah. it's like supposed to be the, the hardest metal in the world, which supposedly so is vibranium. Exactly. So, so it's like, wait, what? Which one's the hardest? Yeah. Marvel, when are you gonna pair them up together? Huh? And then when is it real? Is this gonna be real or is this totally fictional? Like, That'd is it cool. is it vibranium like an actual thing? Like, you know what I'm saying? You start questioning reality and like, you know, like whatever make-believe they're just whatever. trying to prepare us for the real thing when I it know, happens because <laughs> like these are just ideas and how do things work just ideas so like dude like look at all as an entrepreneur i looked up to entrepreneurs too like i do my research so like elon musk who would ever would think tesla would be a big company that he would purchase like you know what i'm saying yeah, he started no from what what did he what did he own before before he sold it like that was his first like millionaire um um not apple pay uh PayPal. PayPal. PayPal, yeah. So he owned PayPal before it was like a big thing, and he sold it for like, don't quote me, I think like fact check on that, like six billion dollars or six million dollars or some shit like that. Yeah, I'm curious. And then that's how he got, that's how he got started, and he bought Tesla when it was like nothing, and he made it to what it is now. And then you know, I'm always like on interviews because like, if you want to be successful, you have to research and look up successful people. So for me, I consider Jeff Bezos successful. I can I consider Elon Musk successful. I consider Joe Rogan, The Rock, Dwayne Johnson. That's my number one person. Number the two Rock. is Jocko. Yeah, number yeah. two is Jocko. But uh, 1.5 billion. 1.5 okay. billion. Billion. But still. Billion. And that's that's another funny thing because no one ever realizes how big. A billion dollars. Quantity, is. right? Yes. Yeah. And it's like the best way I know how to break it down is you can make a $1 million mistake mm -hmm. every day for three years while it's accruing interest and still never run out of money. Yeah. A million dollar mistake a day for three years. Yeah. Can you spend a million dollars a day? Fuck no. I don't know how. <laughs> like I, I genuinely like that's that's beyond me. I mean, I, I know I know how to teams. I know how to spend at least twenty four thousand dollars a month though. I know a guy. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but uh, no, it's I, I'm a, I'm a firm believer when it comes to like money and quantity. Like I've never been a, like a materialistic person, but I feel like I want to work hard for things that I've always wanted. You know what I mean? So if something's a billion million dollars, shit. If I have ten million dollars, do you think I'm gonna buy that million dollar thing? Fuck yeah. Like, well, I mean, it you know becomes I mean? an idealism after yeah. a certain point. I mean, Elon Musk, he's not spending his money on ridiculous on riches. Yeah. He's building a fucking space program. Yeah. How badass is that? That's you know? pretty fucking awesome. So, you know, having wealth and doing good with it, like trying to create opportunity with it, trying to explore with it is infinitely like better than to just go out and buy a Ferrari or, you know, try to just mob out with your friends and flash jewelry, do stupid shit like that. I, you know, cause I, I don't, I'm in fucking basketball shorts and a t-shirt right now, you know? Like I don't, I don't ever look nice for, yeah. you know, most people's uh, opinions. I got suits in my, in my closet. I never wear them anymore. You know, I there's a, too. if it's not a wedding or an interview, I'm not in the suit. Exactly. Same here. I just, there's no point in, and I don't, I don't see myself getting an interview ever again for the rest of my life. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> cause I want to work for myself. Exactly. You know? But I mean, that's another thing is is reasoning for wearing suits. I mean, it's all for impressing people. That's yeah. you, you try to look good for for the sake of. But at the end of the day, I don't care. Like I don't care what that person thinks of me. You know what I mean? Exactly. And I've been trying to live that minimalistic lifestyle too. I think that's why I have like a huge respect for like military because I feel like it. They're sharp. I feel like they're sharp in the in the head and physically. So they're always typically. And this is like I would guess you would say. Um, 
common qualities or like you know what the stereotype is like you know they're supposed to be muscular they're supposed to be mentally sharp they should be able to, they they should be able to maintain like handle a gun they should be able to maneuver places like if they need to escape they can escape now if they need to fight or defend themselves they can and so, trade skills exactly you know? and trade skills right so that's all that's all that's why I always wanted to join the military but I felt like the ROI wasn't enough so I felt I like that. I felt like if I if I if I if Say eighteen year old me joined the military, right? I wouldn't have I wouldn't have been done with I wouldn't have been done with college until my age right now, twenty eight. Because you have to do the four years, then you yep. pay back four years, right? Yep. So I'm like, damn, I wouldn't have graduated until twenty eight. I graduated at twenty three, twenty four. So it's like, I find, I I say like my ROI was good, and and I only owe for uh, what. But when I graduated, I owed fourteen thousand dollars in in student loans, and then like I didn't fucking understand how interest worked. <laughs> no, it'll fuck you. Yeah, so it, that went up. That went up to seventeen thousand. So I have it at twelve thousand right now. So I'm good. You know what I mean? That's good. But um, I just feel like you know, like what, what would the difference have been if if I joined the military? I, but there, there we go again. Let me stop myself. I don't like being a what if. That person. what if, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you know, and you know, I learned this from Jocko is. Um, take a step, move. What do you want to do? Like, be confident in your decisions. Like, you want, like, what are you going to do after this? Okay, do it. So let's talk about that for a little bit. What, yeah. what was your path like after college? Like, what did you? Because did you did you work for like a company, a corporation, or something before it led you to the point where you decided you wanted to work for yourself? Great question. Great question. So my my thing was. Growing up, I probably had a little bit of ADHD or hyper, you know, the hyper one. Yep. Um, my parents always put like put me when I was seven. They put me in Taekwondo because when I when I watched like Bruce Lee movies or Jackie Chan videos, oh, you get into it, bro. yeah, you get into <laughs> it, you know. And I was like jumping the couch and like mimicking the moves and yelling on the top of my lungs. And they're like, "Oh yeah, we gotta put him into something. He needs to like he needs an outlet." So he put me in. They put me in Taekwondo. So I started Taekwondo when I was seven. Got my first black belt when I was eleven, and then. Uh, I forgot my ages for first, second, and third degree, but I'm a third degree black belt now. Nice. So 14 years of that, but that's stuff that I don't like to like talk about because like at the end of the day, it's like I don't want to say I don't want to tell people that I'm, I know how to kill somebody or I I know how to defend Lethal. myself. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. That shit that like you keep in your arsenal and you sh you hush about it. You know what I mean? So like that 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 was my background, and I think a big part of that like grew the joy of 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 helping others. So when I got my first black belt. Uh, I didn't understand what leadership was until I did Taekwondo. So I remember there's this guy, I'm black belt. And so in there, it doesn't matter, matter your age, it's your rank. So my rank was a black belt. There was a, what, he was maybe in his 30s, 40s, white belt. Guess who's calling me Mr. Tran? Guess who's calling me Mr. Vince? That 34-year-old man is calling me Mr. Vince. And I thought it was weird. You know what I mean? And he's like, no, like, it's, it's rank, just like the military. Do you think a commander or a lieutenant is gonna call like a rookie private? Like, you know what I mean? So it's true. Exactly. So imagine if it's like a commander or, or a commander or or um, lieutenant or you know some somebody of high ranking that's that got it when he was 25, but he's talking to a 30 year old like private. Like they put that in that in that same situation. No, it's right? gotta be weird. Yeah. So it's like, oh man, like you know what I mean? So, based on experience at this point, you know. And what hey, if it's based on experience, you're better. Be, be there, you know what I mean? But if that's a position that I want, you best believe I'm, I'm, going, I'm gunning for you, you know what I mean? So like, I use that as motivation. If it's not something I, I don't want to do, like, all right, you're cool. Like my, my, I'm 28, my general manager, that's my boss is 25. Am I cool with that? Yeah, that's cool. Do I want his position? No. You know what I mean? So it's like, step, move, you know what yeah. I mean? Like the way my, my mind works is like 100% everything. So you saw the simple fact that 
instead of throwing my gum earlier, I was like, you I walked move. around and put it commit, in the trash can. Commit and go. Commit and move. You know what I mean? Like go. So I think that's like the military mindset I have too. Is like whatever you're gonna do, commit and put 100. percent Like you know, so like, hey, I gotta be here at like I told a JT. I was like, I gotta be here at four. I was like, I'll be there at 3:30. Like you know what I mean? Like commit, move. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Even if you're. Uh your interviewee isn't here on time. Exactly. So and that's fine. Here. And that's fine. You know, I'd rather be here ready for you than you waiting on me. That's true. You know what I mean? And I've always loved that um, business aspect of it. But uh, yeah, man, like that's how I live my life, dude. Um, after Taekwondo, I would say like I like to be on my feet. I didn't know what I wanted to do when I joined. When I, I just knew, fuck it. Like you're supposed to go to TCC or like a, um, a uh what are they, what are they community college? Junior college yeah. or community college, depending where you are. Like they call it something different. So I went there and it was just like, you know, they, they, you know, high school for here in Texas is um, ninth grade to 12th grade. Mm -hmm. So to me, junior college was just uh, second 13th, high school, 13th, 14th grade. Yep. You know what I mean? And then it, it wasn't fun until like, what is it? Uh, 15th, 16th grade. Yeah, senior exactly. In, Getting senior in college. That's when it's fun because you're doing all your classes that you want to do, you know? So for me, the, those classes were like strength and conditioning, sports nutrition, yep. like biomechanics. Like I love Start those. Teaching you yeah, because so, like now all those things, if I would go to college, I probably wouldn't have known, you know, as a personal trainer, as a strength conditioning person, as a, um, as a stre uh, stretch or mobility specialist, recovery specialist, rehab specialist. Like I have all that in my arsenal because I, I want to create value to my customers, create value to my clients, you know what I mean? So when, whatever I learn, I like to make sure to spread it, you know what I mean? So definitely, like, I've, like I honestly feel like my purpose on this earth is to help others, and I feel like I, I want to do that in my own way as an entrepreneur, you know? That's good. So when I don't want, like, to, I don't want, at the end of the day, I don't want, to have to, it's not that I don't like taking orders. It's not that I don't, I'm incapable of working for a company. My, my thing is why when I can own my own. So that's how, I, that's how I always, I've always, and maybe we're, maybe me, you and JT and you know, we are wired different. Maybe, maybe it's a, it's something in our genetics. Maybe it's something in our, in our, in our soul that, Hey, like we were made to be an entrepreneurs, not nine to five people. Exactly. And JT touched touched on this on this last episode. If we can like play a clip on there to talk about that when JT said that, um, but yeah, man, I, I'm going to work work until I'm able to do that. You know what I mean? Same in my situation. It doesn't need to be on the same scale. If it's something that I really really want, that's a million dollars, and I got ten million dollars, I'm going to buy that million dollar thing because I really want it. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And you know my my I've never really been good with money with saving or anything like that because. Growing up, my, my mom would only give me twenty bucks a week. Same. So how many twenty bucks? Asian thing. How many twenty bucks? How many twenty bucks a month do you need to save to buy a hundred dollars shoes? Think about that shit. So Same I, I cherished everything I had, man. So like now that I have money, I, I spend on everything that I, I ever wanted as a kid. I still want Jordans that I want as a kid, man. Like you know, <laughs> like the Space Jams. Like you know, the I don't know too much, but I love shoes. So like the ones, uh, there's so many like, shoes I wanted, but it was it was that as a twenty year old, that's. 13-year-old me wanting that. That's 14-year-old me wanting that. 15-year-old yep. me wanting that. So That's I still want it. You know what I mean? But my thing is I collect hobbies. You know, I... God, I've had so many hobbies under this... Like, things that I always wanted to do when I was younger that I could never really get into. I mean, I paintballed, airsofted, oh, I skateboarded, I... You need a you fantasy know, factory, man. It's bad. Like, you I'm actually... I've, I've hit that point because now I, I've approached this point of mountain biking, which, you know, I've, I've been cycling for, like, you know, since 
my dad bought me my first bike when I was in like third grade, you know, mm -hmm. even before that I stole my sister's bike all the time. So, you know, it was, it was just a, an outlet for me to, to like go and explore with my friends back then. And now it's my, um, my way of letting out aggression and staying fit, you know, doing things like that. Cause you know, being on a production like cheaters, it'll stress you the fuck oh, out. Oh, sure. So, Situational awareness, things yeah. that, you know, problem that might come up. There's a video that I need to send you, man. It's called Good. That's that's the name of it. It's I'll happily Good. watch it. And that's the reason, like, this. you'll see why I like Jocko. You'll see why I support him. I love to support people that I believe in. So The Rock, I'll always buy every shirt, every Under Armour shirt that he comes out with, but only if he wears it. If he wears uh. it, if he wears it, I want it. And guess what? That, that he's doing, whoever his marketing person is, is fucking smart because, like, they know that's going to be a top seller because he's wearing it. He's advertising yep. it. You know what I mean? So, like, that's always the one that's sold out. And I'm like, oh, I got I to gotta hurry up and get it. You know what I mean? Vic, my girlfriend knows this. She'll always try to surprise me and get some. I have so many Under Armour The Rock shirts. And I think right now, I want. I was like, well, remember I told you I'm a gift person. Like, if you give me something, I'll keep it forever. Like, so, like, I don't want to buy it myself because, like, if she buys it, like, I'll always keep it because mm -hmm. it's a gift from her, you know? It'll be worth so so I, told her, I told her that. I was like, hey, babe, like, I really want you to buy me this because I, I was like, I would buy it for myself, but I, th I feel like I would cherish it more because you, gave, you bought it for me. So, and she was like, okay, I'll, I'll surprise you. And I was like, you know, I was like I'll, I'll be spontaneous. Go on the website and choose a shirt for me. I don't even want you to, like, if I would wear it or not. You know what I mean? And she's like, okay. So I, so I asked her last night. I'm like, hey, hey, babe, did you, did you buy me that shirt? She was like, I don't know. It's a surprise. I was like, fuck. Because nice. I really, I really want to buy it. Got you know yourself. what I mean? Yeah. So I was like, I really want to buy it because I want it now. You know, like that want. That's I did like, that too. Yeah. I did that for Christmas and I spoiled a gift because there's this pair of shoes that I wanted. And I was like. What shoes were they? They're, uh, it's mountain biking shit. Like, they're just really grippy shoes. They're, what, what brand? What brand? Adidas. They're, oh, uh, so they make mountain biking Yeah, uh, they've shoes? got these great shoes. They're called uh, 510s. And oh, they're, yeah, okay. they're, like, super grippy to your pedals. That way, you know, because I, I ride flat pedals. We do yeah. stupid shit. We jump, you know, and our feet come off the pedals if we're not careful. So this way I can ensure that, like, when I land, my feet don't slip off the pedals. Yeah. And so there's this new pair. They go on sale they damn near sell out and i'm like fuck they still have my you size press, you press the button right and i was about to buy them and you know i brought it up and i was like hey i'm about to buy these shoes just letting you know and she's like don't buy them i was like but they're about to sell out and she's like don't buy them but did you take that as a hint like she's getting it to i or didn't did you, or did you did you did you I take didn't. it as like she's mad like she's not letting me buy it i thought that she just didn't want me to spend money but she already got them for me and i felt fucking terrible about it because she's like you ruin everything <laughs> oh man! I'm over here trying to buy these shoes, and she already bought them for me. They're sitting under you, the you, fucking Christmas tree. You got, you got, you got, you got a good one, man. That you said she's your your fiance. Yeah. Shout out to fiance, man, for sure, dude. Because I think that's when, like, when when someone when your significant other knows the things that you like and they surprise you with them, that's the best feeling ever. Oh, she's awesome. Because it's like cause she my knows girl, me too well, and she's done that for me too. She's like, hey, I surprised you with this, this, and this, and it's the little things that count. Because I, I told you, I don't know if that's the way I'm, I'm, the way I am, or if it's you know people talk about like horoscopes and stuff. The reason you are, I don't want to know if I believe in them, but from what I read, it's pretty accurate. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but they're always like, yo, you know, Pisces are emotional and they're gift givers. Like that. I guess that's my love language, like gifts and touch. Like that's my love language, so like gifts are. I always taking like I, I'm a hoarder when it comes to that. You you write me a letter, I'll ne I'll never lose it. Like you give me a picture, I'll never lose it because uh, you gave it to me. You know what I mean? So like um, I've always been like that. So she's she she once my first dude. I'm 28. We've been dating since I was 16. Oh damn. Yeah. 
So my first gift that she's ever given me, and I'll never forget it, is I wanted to get into skate. Similar to you, I like like little hobbies. You know, like I always invest in hobbies. And my first thing was I wanted to get into skateboarding. So she bought me this gnarly fucking yellow uh, skateboard with a panda on it. And it had like a quote, like, you know, like, um, like don't be the slave to like the earth. It was kind of like a, a like promoting recycling, you save the earth type of deal. Oh, and it was an enjoy reclaim. board. Oh, it was enjoy. Enjoy nice. board, bro. And I was so. And I remember we remember I, I was saving twenty dollars a month. Like so, to me, I was like, fuck, this is like a hundred bucks. This is like a month and a half worth of like you know twenty dollars. <laughs> and you know, I was so happy, bro. And like it was, a, it became a thing. Like every Christmas, our friend, our our friends giving or not friends giving, but like you know, your friends Christmas. Yeah. Like everyone was like looking forward to like me opening because I had like like a natural genuine reaction to it, you know. So everyone's like, man, like everyone loves Vince's reaction. Like, what did Vicky get Vince this year, you know? So and she, dude, the iPhone twelve, she bought it for me. Dude. Oh. Nice. So I was like, oh. You got a good one. I know. Thank you. Thank you. I think of that kid that opens that gift. He's like, an avocado. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> but he genuinely liked it. Yeah, you he was happy. I mean? So I was like, what? It's you. Yeah, it's it was you. me. <laughs> I didn't think she was going to get it. And I, I felt so bad because I always felt like, you know, things that I wanted, I'll, I've always wanted to purchase myself. Like, I never wanted someone to get it for me. Like, why? Like, don't waste your money. Like, I, I'm the one that wants it. You probably don't give a shit about the item. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and my spendings are always, like, and JT knows, like, hype beast stuff. One is hype beast stuff, random shit on Amazon, or uh, fitness things. Because I feel like if it's if it's a fitness thing, it's an investment for me because I can utilize it in my home gym when I have my own house. That's good. Like, it's a long-term buy. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, that's how my mind works. So, but my, my girlfriend's always like, "Why wow, you don't, if you don't need it, don't get it now. But I'm like, it's a long-term investment, you know? The longevity game. So, and I know you and JT are into cameras. So, you you know, the, the first camera oh, that I bought, the first, the first $1,000 purchase that I bought was a, uh, was a Canon T3i. And I still have it till this day because I fucking bought it, dude. Damn. Yeah. I don't have my first camera anymore. Do you know what it was? It was, uh, it was, God, I can't, it was an, X, or it was a Canon XTI. It was, uh. Was that after the T3i? It was before the T3i. Oh, it shit. was even before that. It was such a shitty cameraman, but it was, it was my what you first had, right? car. Yeah, yeah. my first camera. And it, it got me through my first, you know, 150, 200 shoots, you know, wow, got me dude. to that point where I was comfortable, bought myself a full frame camera from there. You yeah. know, I bought the 5D Mark II back in, shit, 2008, 2009. Yeah. And that got me through everything. I love that camera so yeah. much that when Johnny and I started our business back up in 2016, first thing I bought was another 5D Mark II, which oh, I didn't fuck. think about it. It's still it. good, though, man. It's still good, though. I was, but back I didn't then. think about it. There were cameras light years ahead of that at that yeah. point. Oh, I was yeah. like, fuck, I should have bought something nicer. So I ended up selling the camera and buying, you know, we got into the Sony game. We both yeah. bought Sonys. And, mirrorless? Yep. I remember when he told me that was a camera that he was shooting with. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, like, we you were know. obsessed with them. And then I'm over here like, dude, you have that. And then he was telling me like he bought three. What was like, JT will tell you later that he'll he'll put it, the camera that that I was talking about here. But I remember like the newest like one that came out. And I'm like, dude, like, I was like, you have any pull? And he's like, I got two of them. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> That's how you know his flip game was real. I'm like, how the fuck did you get two of them? They're not even released yet. He goes, I know, I know a guy. He knew a guy. Yeah, I'm always like, damn. You know, so I'm over here like, I know a guy for pe uh, for things. JT knows the guys for things. Like, let's help each other. Like, you know what I mean? So that's why I always keep him, like, you know, keep him close. Because, like, you, you know, someone like that, you can you always know that if you need help, he got you. At the end of the day, like, if he needs help, or if he needs help, I can help him too. You know what I mean? So that's, yeah. I live my life pretty simple when it comes to like that. That's funny. How did you meet JT? What was your reaction? Or how did you guys meet? Man, I fucking hated him when I first met him. <laughs> really? 
Did, did you think was, the typical thing? Man, JT is a. I, 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 he introduced as JT, so I, so sorry if you, I keep on saying. Oh, no, you're good. No, so I he introduced as JT, so, you know, the first time everyone was like, JT's a fuck boy. He's one of those fuck boys. Be careful, JT. He was much worse oh, when fuck. we first met. He's over, I, there, he's over there like, man, these fuckers. I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't trust my girlfriend around him at the fuck, time. Did, it was, JT that bad? Fuck! He's Mr. Steal Your Girl. Shit! But also, my uh, my girlfriend wasn't that loyal, so. Oh, okay. So you're so you <laughs> you had a pump. You're like, hey, hey, bro, chill. For the record, I don't know what he's talking about. This fucking guy. Damn. Bro. But yeah, this, no. He, this is why I keep him around, dude. This is why I keep him around. You know, I, I love him, man. I fucking love you, dude. Yeah, but, he became yeah. he became the plug on little things like laptops, shit like that. Yeah, and but it's just like, like various but my electronics. Thing is, how do you know these people? I want to know. Give me your secrets. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy. He just knows everyone. He just he's a very charismatic person. Almost on a Hitler level. No oh, shit. <laughs> he just, I feel like I feel like when he gets married, and this is the Im- this is the image I have my from, from, from for him. I feel like on his wedding day, he's gonna be like dressing me up like the devil. I'll be like black, Ooh. On, black on black. Let's, no, let's get you in a fucking red suit. Ooh, all red, spicy flames everywhere. coming out everywhere. <laughs> I'm over here thinking like you know the red suit from Rush Hour. The guy, oh the, my the guy, god, the guy that Chris Tucker's friend in the club yep. in the bar scene. I'm like. Damn, that's JT right there. Yep. And a slim fit one, though. There he is. <laughs> well, oh, let's, let's go to a closing, man. Um, this is how I actually wanted to close one, is actually read a quote from a book each time. I think that's a, I think that's a, a good thing that everyone can probably um, um, learn something for or get advice from or whatever you can get from this podcast. If, it's, if it's, that's what you look forward to, is just a quote from the book, and it'll help you in any way. Like, cool. If it doesn't, like, yeah, go ahead and watch the next episode or watch the past episode. You know what I mean? But that's the actual book that I got was Jocko Willing's book. And it's, uh, let me see the title real quick. So this is the book, man. He does it. You can tell military looks 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 pretty sturdy, right? And the the top read discipline equals freedom. Field manual by Jocko Willink, and that's that's his face right there. Ah. Um, discipline equals freedom. Jocko Willink, uh, Saint Martin's Press. He has his own. This this guy, man, is so so inspiring, because he want whatever he wanted to do, he found out a way to do it, and he did it. It took him before he just wanted to release this as an ebook because he couldn't find a, a pre, uh, what are they called, dude? A production company. Yeah. Fucking made his own a publisher. Production company. He, he made his own created his own publishing. Yeah, he said, "Fuck that! I'm doing it myself." That's awesome. I was like, "Shit!" So he's he's a man of of, of, of jack of all trades, you know. And I, as a man, I inspire to be like that. You know what I mean? So um, a random. I'm just, I'm just gonna flip a book. It's not it's not made of like a regular book. It's not like chapter one, chapter two, chapter three, chapter four. It's more like, think of a book of motivational memes. Oh, cool. Yeah, so this is why I love this book. This is my Bible, bro. Like, you know, so I'm just going to pick a random page, bro. I'm going to pick a random page uh, and see if it's, I'm just going to read it the way he would read it, and I'm going to see if it it lights a fire under your ass. Um, Here we go. Regret. The things I could have done differently or learned sooner. There's so much knowledge out there, so much information, so many ways to get better, and we make so many mistakes. We are the product of our mistakes. And oftentimes the lesson is sitting in front of our face. there to be learned. But we miss it and we don't pay attention to it or we think we know better until it punches us in the face. The most important thing to learn is that we have so much to learn. We all do. We learn from school, people, experience in life, but you have to process the information, absorb it. You have to accept it. You have to open your mind, free your mind. 
so that you can learn and make real progress. Are there things I regret and things I wish I have done differently? Of course. Hindsight is 2020. And looking back, who want want to take another go at something and improve it by doing it again? And then why not do it again and again and again? Who wouldn't want to do things over until you have it perfect? But the fact is, you don't have to get that chance. You get one shot. You get one shot at this gig right here, right now, and that's called life. One life, that's all we've got. And the most important thing to understand about regret is that in and of itself, regret is worthless. It does nothing for you. In fact, the only valuable thing in regret is the lesson you learned, the knowledge you gained. But walking around filled with regret gets you nothing. So learn and move on. Don't let regret beat you down. Don't be a slave to regret. No, let it teach you. Let it make you better. Let the fear of regret fuel you, take you to action today and now. Take action to become a person not filled with regret, but a person filled with knowledge and strength and power and life. Jocko Willink. What you think, dude? I think that's, about all that's my... That's exactly how he would say it, too. If you listen to his podcast, that's how he fucking sounds. Honestly, the first thing that comes to mind is, uh, what about, like, buyer's remorse? You know, I can go return it, you know, but then I still want it. I feel like the investment, (laughs) I feel like the invest, the, my investment in this book, I don't, I forgot how much this shit was. I think, uh, 25 bucks. I think I need to buy that book. 25 bucks, man. And I feel like that's 25 bucks. I I utilized everything, all the information in this dude. I, if I'm committed to something, I immerse myself with it. So I, I listen to his podcast. I watch his YouTube. I follow him on social media. I'm the same way. His, he has a, what's, what's called, um, he has summits. Like, he has four summits a year. It fucked up because COVID last year. But the next one in Dallas is actually June or July of next year. But I was like, I don't want to wait that much. His, his, it's pretty pricey, too. It's a summit. It's a two-day summit, and it's, he teaches everything. Um, it, it's two grand, though. Ooh. Yeah, so it's like, but I feel like. It's a that, lesson that you could learn, though. That's how I view it. Just like, Most people don't see the value in things. You know what I mean? And I, I believe I was like, I never wanted to join the military, but this Navy commander is holding a summit for $2,000. And all I have to invest is my time and effort and $2,000 where I could have just do the same thing, joined the Navy and spent 20 years and then learned what he learned. You see what I'm saying? True. Yeah. That's how I view life, man. I was like, I don't regret it. I don't regret living like living that. We're good? It's two minutes? Thank you, brother. Thank you, brother. Um, but let's close it there, man. Hey, I appreciate you for coming appreciate on Appreciate you having me. Once again, this is VTF Podcast with your host, JT, and myself, Vince Trent. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. Oh, that was a good one. That was a good one, man. As long as you have that it factor, like, it can... And then I know, I just feel like it's in you guys' hands. Like, edit however you like. I know, man. Man, that's ask him, all ask the him points. How strict, ask how strict I am, strict I am with my diet. This is one of my weakest points right here, yeah. man. I can't give up sugar. Addicted to sugar. I literally just had some fucking... Sugar truly is addictive. It stimulates the same parts of the brain as heroin and cocaine. Yep. When you have it, you want more of it. And you know this is true. It's crazy, dude. Oh. This is my Bible. Stupid intermittent fasting. Dude, so does it work for you? Oh, yeah. Does intermittent fasting for you? That's a good story. I I do it. Funny story. This guy and I were on a... still filming, by the way. Oh, my God. We were uh, we were competing kind of without actually competing. It was yeah. unspoken, but you know he got down to what'd you get down to? One eighty, one eighty three. What are you walking around right now? 
Okay. 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 Good. Okay. Good. Okay. So I'm not that far off. So I hit 180. I, I, I feel like I feel so like the competition's happy. still going on right here. Because so he said because he said okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> I was so happy. Remember, remember that video? I said good. Yeah. You'll see why I want that tattooed on me now. On, yeah. Oh. But no. So so I got down to uh, I got down to 180. And everything was good. And then Thanksgiving happened, and then Christmas happened, and all yeah, the cooking dude. and all the shit. Yep. And then, well, it wasn't the worst because I got up to like 187. You know, seven pounds over the holidays isn't that bad. But then I broke my collarbone in January, and now I weigh 204 pounds again. Yes, I'm still less than him, so I'm still winning. Fuck you. <laughs> Still winning. Yeah, so I I'm trying to get back down again. Yeah, yeah we now that a I, lot of weight. Fucking, I went from 245 to uh, 183, and he went from like what two 228, uh, two, like 228 ish. Damn, you went from 225 to 183. 245. To fuck. Yeah, we both lost a lot of weight really fast. I went from 225. I'm 201 right now. Yeah, we were just OMAD, IF, and uh, shit little water. Yeah, it, it worked. It oh, worked yeah. for us. My, my only concern was I was I didn't know if it was gonna my skin was gonna be tight enough. I, I come from the fitness industry, so that's from my background. Yeah, you see what happens when you not lose being, too much not weight. Not being able to adapt too much, right? And I've mm -hmm. had clients where like they lost a lot of weight, but their muscle like they wanted to get stronger, but they had a lot of flabby skin. Oh, I hate that. Same, I got that. And, but that, this, this is a, but this is, well, after got, you get gains, you can still fix these. <laughs> like, we're, I think we're still, at, we're not at that point of no return yeah, 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 yet. Yeah, yeah. I feel like we can still build it, right? But there's people out there that lost, like, you know those, when you hear, like, I lost 20 pounds in one month. Dude, it's drastic. Yeah. Oh, it's and it's drastic. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like Austin Powers get, pulling yes. this. And, that, and that's legit, dude. Like, that's real. And they have to get, like, a light bulb or like yeah. a vagina. Oh, that movie. Or, like, you know, screenshot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, bro. I, uh, I was so happy to lose all that weight, and then I gained so much back, so I'm just, like, pissed off at myself because I. Dude, it's it's a, it, nobody knows, nobody yeah. says that there's a time frame for anything. So you, need, you, you can't be hard on yourself when it comes to that. If anything, be hard, like, be hard on getting back. Like, you see what I'm saying? It's I think once you, have, once you have that mindset, life's going to be so much more enjoyable. Right. This book made it my life more enjoyable. The podcast made my life more enjoyable. Like, this is why I want to go to his summit. So it's like, dude. Ooh, martial arts. Yeah, man. It's you. Yeah. It's like everything. Everything. This is why I look up to this guy, man. I need to buy this book. Yes. Discipline equals freedom. Field, Field manual, manual by yes. Jocko Wilczek. Let me, let me see this real quick. Get my bicep. Willpower, baby. But good. Are we going to do this rolling credits thing where we're all just talking in the background? That, that'd be cool. Can stuff? we do yeah. that? That'd be yeah. cool. <laughs> But the, all right, two, two minutes of your time, bro. The, and you probably want to get it tatted with, on YouTube. Watch. Yeah, he did some more tats. Direct support. That's one of my guys that worked for me. He would 